This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, April the 9th, as I hope everyone is out there staying safe. I hope everyone is healthy and Hopefully, as we say every day here, we can try and give you a little distraction, a little entertainment during this tough, tough time. Uh, yesterday, we uh, we went off our Mount Rushmore uh, series that we just started to talk about the plan for baseball to return. If you want to hear the podcast for that episode, it is up. Um, and obviously, a lot of flaws in the plan, but I plan, but I do think that on a, a basic level. It is hopeful. You know, it does does make me feel hopeful that, that baseball can come back at some point and that we won't have a completely lost season. I think, you know, if you're listening to this show, I say this all the time, but you're probably a pretty damn big baseball fan. I, too, am a big baseball fan, obviously. So uh, I think we would all love to have baseball back. Um, so fingers crossed. Hopefully they can figure it out. Hopefully the situation improves. Obviously that is the key. All right, back to the frivolous stuff. Let's have a little more fun. We continue our series of Mount Rushmore's. We did the Phillies Mount Rushmore. We did. Now we're going to go around the diamond. We'll get back to pitchers. We're going to do the whole gamut of Mount Rushmore's. We did catchers on Tuesday. Now it is time to dive into the Mount Rushmore of first baseman. And this is a tougher one than catcher. Catcher seemed like there were really just 10 names to consider. More names here. And uh, I think three of them, as you'll see, I think are, are, for me at least, pretty easy calls. It's that fourth one that's really tough. We'll dive in. We'll go um, with uh, some old uh, old to new, uh, as we like to say, at least for the most part. Um, two guys who I think uh, certainly could make the Mount Rushmore of, of first baseman, but for me, I, I it's just too far back for me to really consider them um, and to consider the numbers compared to others. But I think uh, Cap Anson and Dan Brothers, particularly Cap Anson, deserve to be mentioned here. And Anson really was considered by me for the Mount Rushmore, but I just think it's it's really hard to put someone from that era on over others. But, um, again, look, there are some older players that, that were on Mount Rushmore's. We will have a uh, uh, person who played a long, long time ago on the Mount Rushmore. So Anson was considered, but I think just short for me, though, a Hall of Famer had a Hall of Fame career. Um, a couple other older players who won't make the list for me, or at least one who won't, is George Sisler. Sisler, I think, deserves a mention, but not, you know, I, Cap Anson would have been on the list before George Sisler for me. And then we get into some names that do have a real shot of making the list as we go from older to newer for the most part. 
And uh, I think one of the, the clear names, I think probably one of the first names you'd think of and someone who, you know, we'll, we'll do it at the end, but I think he has a real chance to make the Mount Rushmore as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you know him as the Iron Horse, among other nicknames, uh, Lou Gehrig. Of course, uh, 17 seasons in Major League Baseball, the holder of the Ironman streak uh, until Cal Ripken broke it. Um, and uh, a career 340 batting average for Lou Gehrig, 493 home runs, seven-time All-Star, six-time World Series champion, a two-time AL MVP. He won the Triple Crown in 1934. Just an amazing, amazing player, Hall of Famer, obviously, and of course played, uh, was it, 2,131 consecutive games, the all-time record until... Cal Ripken broke it. Just an unbelievable player. His numbers, of course, retired by the Yankees. Um, just a, a all-time great player at a, at any position. At a, played uh, 2,130 uh, games, of course. Uh, Ripken broke it with his 131st, 2,131st. But um, Lou Gehrig, just a a pinnacle of baseball, an all-time, 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 all-timer. And I think very likely to be on the Mount Rushmore first baseman. We'll get to it. But I think um, pretty clear that when you make a Mount Rushmore first baseman, I think it's probably the first name you think of is Lou Gehrig, and deservedly so. Gehrig, a all-time, all-timer. All right, let's continue back from uh, that time period. And someone else who I think has a really good chance to make the list. We'll get um, you know deeper into who's exactly going to get picked. But Jimmy Fox, uh, Hall of Famer. Played for the Philadelphia A's most notably, but also Boston Red Sox for a while. Uh, finished his career with the Phillies for a year. But nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, three-time AL MVP. The list of three-time MVPs is, is short. It's an impressive thing to win the MVP three times. Also a Triple Crown winner in 1933. Uh, member of the 500 Home Run Club. 534 career homers in an era when you know you didn't see quite as many guys hitting as many home runs as we know. Jimmy Fox, just an all-time great first baseman and deserves to be in the discussion, a real candidate um, for making the list. Then um, another guy to mention who was, I think, right on the outskirts, really had a great career, but but probably not going to make my list, but is someone who I think um, doesn't get mentioned enough with the all-time great first baseman. But um, from just a little bit after Fox, really that time period, um, is the great Johnny Mize. Johnny Mize was a, a hell of a baseball player, uh, most notably with the Cardinals, Giants, and Yankees, uh, a really uh, career 312 hitter, um, but uh, a five-time World Series champ, a 10-time All-Star, was a batting champ, home run champ four times, Mize, a a great player, lost three years to the war as well, Um, 1981 elected the Hall of Fame, so Mize, I think, deserves to be mentioned. Uh, For me, I don't think Mize is going to be on the final list, but I didn't want to not mention Johnny Mize. All right, moving an era forward, uh, a few names that have real, real consideration to be on the list, the oldest of which, Hank Greenberg. Um, of course, as someone who's Jewish myself, Hank Greenberg, long, uh, someone I grew up with as, um, you know, one of the great Jewish athletes of all time and, uh, you know, played right after, right around the same time as Fox and Garrick, just a little bit behind Um but a Hall of Famer, Hank Greenberg, 313 career average, 331 career home runs, mostly um, almost his entire career with the Tigers, spent one year with the Pirates. He was a five-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, two-time AL MVP, 
Um, and again, one of the great Jewish athletes of all time, maybe the greatest, along with Sandy Koufax, a couple of them. Um, love Hank Greenberg. Uh, very real chance. Um, Hammer and Hank, as they called him, uh, or the Hebrew Hammer. Um, Hammer and Hank, uh, obviously we knew another Hammer and Hank later on. Um, I think Hank Greenberg has a real chance to be on the Mount Rushmore of first baseman, and uh, deservedly so. He is a, a real candidate. You know, I think that Garrig and Fox probably slightly out of him in the running, but Hank Greenberg, really a real chance to be on the Mount Rushmore. Another guy who has a real chance to be on the Mount Rushmore and was a little bit after a, a different era uh, from Greenberg and those other two guys, Fox and, uh, and Garrig, uh, Willie McCovey. Willie McCovey, a great, great first baseman for the San Francisco Giants um, for a long period of time. Played the played with the Padres for a few years. Uh, finished his career back with the Giants. Was the MVP in 1969. A six-time All-Star. Um, 500 home run club member with 521 home runs. A great player. Um, I don't think his numbers are quite as good as Hank Greenberg, but he did play a lot longer. Has more accumulated numbers. Um... I think Willie McCovey, a, a real candidate as well, someone who has a real chance to be on the list. Back when I was growing up, it really meant something to be in the 500 home run club. I don't know if, if you, uh, if anyone listening remembers that, but when I was a kid, I'm 38, soon to be 39, and when I was a kid, uh, you know, I, I had a, a, a video that Mel Allen did about the 500 home run club and all the guys in it, and I'll never forget any of those guys. And um, McCovey on there, Fox on there, you know, those, those, those that mattered for for a period of time. Um, I, I think that, uh, Willie McCovey, a real chance, you know, when you, when we do this at the end here and we, we pick our four, uh, I think, uh, he has a chance to be on that list. Really, uh, one of the, the short list contenders, so to speak for the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia, excuse me, the Mount Rushmore of first baseman. We already did the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia Phillies. Um, also, slightly before McCovey, but same era generally. A little Played a little bit before McCovey started, but was there when McCovey was playing, you know, towards the end of his career. Harmon Killebrew, uh, talking about another member of the 500 Home Run Club. 573 home runs for Harmon Killebrew, above uh, McCovey by 52 home runs. A significant number. Played the vast majority of his career with the Washington Senators and the Minnesota Twins, and then, of course, the Royals for the last year of his career. 13-time All-Star. A 13-time All-Star for Harmon Killebrew. Was the AL MVP in 1969. Uh, Six-time home run leader. Hall of Famer. Uh, Harmon Killebrew, another guy. Um, Now, granted, he did play a little third base, a little left field in his time, but the vast majority of his time was spent at first base. And he's in the running, too. I think that um, Greenberg, Killebrew, and McCovey really, legitimately, three serious candidates to make this Mount Rushmore. Um, as you know, So far, I think that the five guys we're really looking at, Gehrig, Fox, McCovey, Killebrew, and Greenberg, all have a real chance. Now we move forward in era. Uh, slightly, a little bit, actually. One more guy from that era who won't make it, but I, I, Tony Perez should be mentioned, was a great player on those big red teams. Uh, Big Red Machine teams. He won't make it. And um, Slightly after that, Eddie Murray, uh, a great player too, a Hall of Famer, one of the great switch hitters, if not the greatest switch hitter other uh, other than, uh, you know, a couple guys there. Um, one of the great switch hitters of all time. Um, Eddie Murray just played a lot of DH at the end. It's hard to put him in the same class as some of the other guys we mentioned, but Eddie Murray deserves a mention. All right, now we get to the more recent guys, the guys that we know. And I think that... When you're looking at guys um, who have played in the last, you know, 30 years, so to speak, who deserve to be mentioned, 
I think it's a list of Albert Pujols, Frank Thomas, Jeff Bagwell, Jim Tomey, Rafael Palmero, and Mark McGuire. McGuire and Palmero, it's tough. Look, they're not going to make it on the Mount Rushmore um, for obvious reasons. You know, I'm someone who is not someone who is not um, ding players, so to speak, as much for the steroid stuff. I think everyone was taking it at that time. I'm not going to judge who did, who didn't, what they you know should and shouldn't have done compared to other players in the era because they might have been facing only pitchers who were on it too. You know, it's hard to say, but. Um, Palmero obviously I think gets gets dinged the most for that, and you know because he did the whole lying to Congress thing, and then turned out he did take steroids. Palmero though I think I've forgotten how great he was, and and part of its longevity. Um, but 500 home runs, 3,000 hit club. There's not a lot of guys in that. Palmero's one of them, um, but he will not make our Mount Rushmore. And of course, McGuire, maybe the greatest power hitter of my lifetime, just pure power hitter. Um, and the home run numbers are staggering, obviously, but. Um, you know, not a good enough all-around player compared to some of the other guys we're talking about to really be compared for this list. I think of the names we mentioned there, and look, Tommy, I love Tommy, a uh, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, deserves it, you know, 600-plus home run type guy, um, just an awesome player. But I think Tommy, first of all, started his career at third, played a lot of third base throughout his career, and then DH towards the end as well. But I think Tommy just not quite at the level of the other guys. Those other three guys, I think if we're talking about guys who played in the last 30, 40 years who have a chance, a real chance, it's Pools, it's Bagwell, it's Frank Thomas. All our Hall of Famers will go from, um, you know, uh, least recent to most recent, so to speak. Let's start with Thomas. Frank Thomas, a surefire Hall of Famer in my book, um, easily deserved to get there. Uh, Big Hurt, one of the great nicknames in sports history, in my opinion. Career 301 hitter, 521 home runs. Those are both really impressive numbers. Five-time All-Star, two-time AL MVP. Um, was a four-time Silver Slugger. Uh, got into the Hall of Fame in 2014, deserved it. Granted, he did DH a little bit towards the end of his career. Um, defensively, wasn't a beast or anything like that. So you got to ding him for that. Uh, you know, I think DHing uh, for a substantial period of time um, does matter and does take a little bit away from him in terms of when we're just talking about the Mount Rushmore of first baseman. But the numbers are undeniable. Thomas, a, a clear candidate, in my opinion, for the Mount Rushmore of first baseman. Same thing with Bagwell. Now, Bagwell did play first base his whole career. Um, and and does deserve some credit for that as Bagwell career 297 hitter with 449 home runs so the numbers just a bit below Thomas the average pretty much the same but the home run numbers a little below one time NL MVP four time All Star Rookie of the Year Silver Slugger three times Hall of Famer in 2017 um, Bagwell and Thomas are close for me I think I put Thomas slightly ahead of Bagwell now granted the DHing thing at the end does hurt him a little bit. Um, but I do think that, that both of those guys are real candidates. You know, we talked about the three guys in the middle there being candidates in um, Greenberg, Killebrew, and McCovey, and we'll obviously get back to it. Um, but also, those these th- these two guys, and then the third one I'm about to mention, are, are should be definitive candidates. I mean, they should be in there. Um, the last one from the more recent era we have to mention, who I just think is, a you know, of the three, I think the clear front runner and i think has a real chance to get on our mount rushmore here when we do this at the end uh albert pools a career 300 hitter 3202 hits 656 home runs he is not only in the 3500 club he's in the 3600 club it's a, a very elite club 
Not many players in the history of the game have ever done that. 656 home runs he's up to. He's got over 2,000 RBI in his career. 10-time All-Star. Two-time World Series champ. Three-time NL MVP. We talked before about how important that is, how much that matters. Um, I mean, you look at some of the years that Pools had. Some of the numbers are almost goofy when you look at it. I mean, this is a guy who year after year um, batted. This is his first year in the majors. He goes 329, 314, 359, 331, 330, 331, 327, 357, 327, 312. Think about that run. That's a decade of just batting over 300. And those years, home runs, 37, 34, 43, 46, 41, 49, 32, 37, 47, 42. I mean, that is a run unlike many we have ever seen in the history of baseball, certainly for a first baseman. I think you could argue Albert Pohl is the greatest right-handed hitter of, of our lifetime, of our generation here. Mike Trout, I think, is in that discussion too. but And, and Miguel Cabrera certainly. And Cabrera should be on this list too. Uh, Cabrera played a lot of third base early on in his career, so I dung him for that. But Miguel Cabrera is on this list too. Uh, let's be fair here. Miguel Cabrera has to be on this list too. Um, is Miguel Cabrera one of the great pure hitters of my lifetime, one of the great pure hitters I've ever seen? So I think you put Cabrera on this list too, though. Again, he's DH at the end too, and of course earlier um, played third base, but Cabrera on the list too. But for me, Pools just it was nicknamed the machine for a reason. You know, the, the machine, one of the great right-handed hitters in the history of baseball. And look, again, I think Miguel Cabrera we also need to put on this list. Let's talk about Cabrera as well. He's in this group of these other guys and – um, you know, again, I ding him a little bit for the um, third base of it all, as that is that is something that that matters. You know, Miguel Cabrera did play some third base early on, and before moving over to first, if we're just talking about the greatest first baseman of all time, you know, you do have to look at these types of differentiating factors. But man, Miguel Cabrera has had a pretty freaking amazing career. As um, you know, he has some years that are similar to those pools type years. You know, uh, batting 323, 339, 320, 292, 324, 328, 344, 333, 48, 333, 433, 433, 433, 433, 433, um, has to be on this list. Again, um, you do ding him slightly um, for the third base thing, though. Um, you know, he did play the majority of his games at first base. So, you know, I think ultimately, um, you know, that does matter. Um, and, and that's why he has to be on this list for sure. Um, you know, he's played by far the vast majority of his games, 1148 at, at first base. But again, 693 games at third base. He's played. Um, about 340 in the outfield, and he's played 200 at DH. So when you add up all his games at all his other positions, it's close to first base. So he's played almost half his career at other positions. I do think that is a slight ding to him. I do think it matters just a little bit when we're talking about gradations, trying to figure this out. Um, I think it has to be discussed, but Cabrera is certainly in the running. So now as we, we, we've mentioned everyone that needs to get mentioned, and uh, so we have our... our Group of guys we're considering between for the Mount Rushmore first baseman. So now just getting to it, the people who make the final round of voting, and I'll throw Cap Anton in there because he should be on the list. But Cap Anton, uh, but he won't be uh, be on the final list. It's really 
We're two, oh, and Stan Musial, by the way, deserves a mention, but played more games in the outfield than at first base. Stan Musial should certainly be mentioned. All-time great player, Hall of Famer, all that, but did play more games in the outfield technically than at first base, so you have to ding him for that. That's what we get. That's what we're doing here. Uh, so ultimately, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Willie McCovey, Harmon Killebrew, Hank Greenberg, Frank Thomas, Jeff Bagwell, Miguel Cabrera, and Albert Pools. That's the list of guys we're really considering from. So let's knock the. I said before that I had three guys who, for me, they're just going to make it. I, I just I, I felt really good about three. The fourth one's a lot tougher, but for me, Lou Gehrig is just an absolute no-brainer. I mean, we talked about it when I talked about him. It, it's not hard to see that coming, but the Iron Man thing, the pure numbers, one of the great hitters of a generation, um, just an all-time great player. Uh, you know, obviously an all-time great Yankee. Um, all the titles, all the stuff. As we talked about the last few days when we talked about catcher, the Phillies, I'm looking at legacy. I'm looking at how many titles did they win. I'm looking at hardware, MVPs, you know, records. All these things matter when, when doing a Mount Rushmore. And Gehrig, I think, just hits a home run on all of those things. So Lou Gehrig is on our Phillies Mount Rushmore. I also think Jimmy Fox makes it on the Mount Rushmore. I, I think that when you look at the numbers, you look at the career, what he did, um, I think you have to put Jimmy Fox in there. So those two, for me, of the older guys were the, were the definitive, no doubt about it, on the Mount Rushmore. And then I think jumping ahead, you know, for all the reasons I mentioned, I think Albert Pools has to be on the list too. I think Albert Pools on the Mount Rushmore at first baseman ever. And, and I know that's a big statement. Is he's still playing, which is crazy. Um, but one of the best right-handed hitters in the history of baseball, one of the great players, really, of a generation, a two-time World Series champ, a three-time MVP. All that stuff matters. So for me, I think I feel very confident about Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, and Albert Pujols being on the Mount Rushmore first baseman. Then it gets tough. This fourth spot is tough when choosing between Hank Greenberg, Harmon Killebrew, Willie McCovey, Frank Thomas, Jeff Bagwell, Miguel Cabrera. Man, honestly, I could see any of those guys. I'm going to ding Cabrera because he's played more games at other positions. But again, otherwise, I think Cabrera might be the choice from a pure numbers perspective, a pure hardware perspective, all that type of stuff. But you got to find ways to delineate. So that's how I'm going to delineate. Uh, Willie McCovey. I feel strongly that McCovey is very close to being the correct answer. Killebrew's numbers, I think, are just slightly better. But ultimately, you know, it's hard to say it's not Hank Greenberg. And again, as someone who's Jewish, I, I feel a strong lean towards Hank Greenberg. So I'm really struggling with this. I'm going to toss Thomas and Bagwell out, even though they are both great answers. And I'm going to choose between the three older guys, whether it's McCovey, whether it's Greenberg, or whether it's Killebrew. Um, and Greenberg, look, was a different type of player than the other two, but won two MVPs. Two World Series, five-time All-Star, 313 career average. Um, it's an outside-the-box answer to go with Hank Greenberg over those other two guys, and I'm tempted to do it. I'm very tempted. Very, very tempted. I'm really struggling here. Um, again, I, again, I'm going back and forth on this. It, it's really been on my mind. All day, I've been trying to think, what's the right call here? Is it McCovey? Is it Killebrew? Is it Greenberg? It's one of those three as far as I'm concerned. And I think I have to give it to Killebrew. The more I talk about it, the more I think it out, um, I think it's probably harming Killebrew. And again, uh, you know, the number is just slightly better than McCovey's. Um, Killebrew did play other positions, though. You know, and played some games at other positions. So that is something, like we said, that we do have to take into account. 
you know, when you're thinking about Killebrew, you know, we did play other positions too. So if we're going to ding Miguel Cabrera for that, how do we not ding him for it? When you look at his career and kind of the breakdown of defensive positions, he played a lot of positions. You know, I think he can't pick Killebrew. He played more games at, at other positions combined than at first base. So Killebrew's got to be off. This is so tough. Again, these are the little delineations we are making that make it so hard to to come to a conclusion here. Um, as ultimately, so if we get rid of Killebrew here, we go with McCovey, or we go with Hank Greenberg, who do we go with? What do we do? What is the decision here? This is a tough call. I'm going back and forth again on this as I, I clearly have um, really struggled to make a decision. It's something where I'm very torn. I want to get it right. It matters. Ultimately, you know what? This is my Mount Rushmore, right? So I can go whichever direction I feel like going. McCovey played the vast majority of his games at first base. Only a few in left field. Only a few at pinch hit. Um, I'm going to go Willie McCovey. There it is. And I feel bad for Hank Greenberg. I love Hank Greenberg. He would be on my personal Mount Rushmore of baseball players. I love that guy. But I think McCovey deserves it. I think the, the slightly better numbers in terms of the power numbers um, defensively. I know the defensive metrics aren't great, but his nickname was Stretch. You figure that had to come from somewhere. I'm going to go McCovey. So final answer. Our Mount Rushmore first baseman, Lou Gehrig, Jimmy Fox, Albert Pujols, and Willie McCovey. Boom. Sorry, Ann Greenberg. Sorry to the others. I feel terrible. Um, but that is our decision. That is what we're rolling with. If you want to fight me on this, I clearly won't fight you too hard because I'm very torn on this last one. I feel great about Fox, Gehrig, and Pools being there with the others. It's tough. It's a fun, that's what makes it a fun exercise. All right, tomorrow we'll finish out the week. Second base Mount Rushmore. We'll continue to have fun with the Mount Rushmores moving forward. Everyone stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, – until tomorrow, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Stay right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.